All right, Fishby. Last show before the Roaring Twenties 2.0 begin in earnest. Our last show of the decade. Are you ready, my friend? Good. Fishby still a little bitter about not going to Florida in the morning, but Fishby will will get over it. I mentioned that tonight's show would be different, that it would be short, it would be sweet, it would be personal. We'll see if I uh, if I can pull that off. Number one, what we're eventually going to do in a moment here, we're going to go back to the very beginning, the origins of this podcast, when it was just beta and I was just doing it for three, four, five friends. We were doing it from the Motel 6 apartment. And sometimes I would get angry at Fish B. Sometimes I would get upset and I would yell, so help me God, I will do nothing but read Kipling for the rest of the show. Get me Kipling, I will do it. So we're going to end with that. And I actually think you'll like it. But first, some New Year's wishes for you. And as I reflect upon my own decade, been through a lot. There's a scenario where I can look back on this decade and go, damn, I lost just about everything I loved this decade. The Roaring Twenties 2.0 have got to be better, right? And I think they will be. I'm a completely different man than I was back then. And no matter how the teens were for you, what, what do we call We have the aughts. What the fuck do we call this decade? I don't even know. I know we had the aughts, and then we had this, and then we have the Roaring Twenties 2.0. But always remember... Things can always be better. Things can always be worse. So just be present. Just be in the moment. And try to approach that moment with a sense of gratitude. That's what I'm going to try to do anyway. And I know I say it often, but perhaps not often enough, but I sincerely, from the bottom of my heart, want to thank you for listening to this show, supporting this show, for being my friend. You are all truly my angels, and I'm forever indebted. You want to talk about YouTube yoga with Adrian real quick? Don't worry. We're not starting YouTube yoga with Adrian until the beginning of the month. I know, I know there was no transition there, but fuck it. However, there is this one session with Adrian where it's for beginners, beginners, beginners. And it's about 20 minutes of yoga and stretching and posture. 
But it's the kind of thing you can do every single day. You can just keep repeating that one. Whenever you're back from vacation or for when you're hangover, whatever, whatever, whatever. But whenever you want to start it, Fish B and I, we'll both put it up on Twitter a couple times. But we'll do that, and then when the show comes back, we'll start our 30-day beginner series, YouTube Yoga with Adrian. We'll all feel better for it. I honestly, as someone that has degenerative disc disease and have had five major back surgeries and infections and shit, and I first hurt my back when I was like 16, 17 years old, they started giving me pain pills for the first time. That didn't turn out real good. But I don't know why they didn't make me do yoga from the beginning. To bring some space into your body, to elongate your joints and the muscles and be more flexible. And as someone that struggles with mental health issues. Why my mental health professionals didn't insist that I do yoga just as a form of meditation and as a way to unwind naturally. Without drugs, without alcohol. You might think yoga is cheesy. I sincerely think it's a blessing, no matter how bad you are at it or how good you are at it. Rarely does anyone do even a 20, 15-minute yoga session and feel worse. Anyways, that'll be, uh, that'll be around the Twitter, the YouTube Yoga with Adrian link. So don't worry, I've got you there. I'm very easy to find. I'm at Bob Van Dyne. It's, it's at Bob, Fish B, at Bob's Fish Bowl. So we're there. Now let's get to the real star of this thing. And I actually thought about this quite a bit. I'm like, fuck, what? What do we do with the last show of the decade? What, what do we do with this transition here? And again, I threatened to do this when I was living at the Motel 6 apartment. We're just going to read a brief poem by Rudyard Kipling. Many of you know all about Mr. Rudyard He's not Sir Rudyard. He turned down nightship multiple times in England. Also turned down being the official poet laureate for the entire kingdom. But he was born in December of 1865 and lived till 1936. In 1907, he won the Nobel Prize for Literature. If you're going to London soon and haven't been to Poets Corner in Westminster Abbey, I suggest you go there. That's where you'll find his ashes. He is truly a, a, a literary celebrity of his day. Real globetrotter. He was an English. He was born in India as England colonized India. And then because of his writing brought him great wealth that he bounced back and forth. This is before plays. Bounced back and forth between England. He honeymooned in the United States and Japan. He's a real globetrotter. 
But in fairness, he's also a little controversial these days. But if we can still listen to Michael Jackson's music and, and, and separate those two things, we can certainly forgive Kipling for... Or maybe not forgiving, but just accepting it for what it was. I mean, the guy was born in 1865. But his views on imperialism and race are, are disgusting, really. Oftentimes. Most famous for writing The Jungle Book. If you ever have a chance to read it, read The Jungle Book. It is Read anything Kipling, but The Jungle Book is, is amazing. But George Orwell, our guy Orwell, called Kipling a jingo imperialist, also called him morally insensitive and aesthetically disgusting. Everything George Orwell does is poetic. But he was cool with Mark Twain. And who do you like better, Mark Twain or Orwell? It's a tough call, but I'd take Twain. And he did everything in writing. He was a journalist, a novelist, speculative fiction, short stories, even propaganda for the English government during World War I, by, where, by the way, he, uh, he lost a son. But the poem we're going to read is called If. It's believed that he wrote it around 1895, but it was not published until 1910. And since that point, it's really become a fixture in literary culture, and especially British literary culture. Kipling is revered in England. And I think justifiably so. Because what he does here in If, this is a... Uh, this is pretty astounding. Uh, there's, there's four stanzas, which means four brief sections. All of those eight lines, but he rhymes line one and three, two and four, five and seven, and six and eight, if that makes sense. I think it does. Not like our depressing junior high poetry, which sometimes didn't rhyme at all, but when we did, it was more a two-four thing. More two-four, six-eight, ten. But no, Kipling, one, three, two, four. So the whole way through. Uh, because it was written circa 1895, a few vocabulary things that aren't exactly in our common vernacular. Uh, you'll, you'll hear the word sinew. Sinew is simply connective tissue, tendons, connects muscle to bone. You'll hear the term nave, K-N-A-V-E, simply means like an unscrupulous person. You also hear the term refer to a game of, of pitch and toss. That's a gambling game. And with that, let me have a sip of H2O. And now, Bob, with the help of Fishbee whose really job is just to sit there and be quiet. Excellent work so far, Fishby. If by Rudyard Kipling, as read by your friend Bob. 
and I think this is it'll set the nice a set a nice tone for all of us to surf on in to the Roaring Twenties 2.0. Let's just get to it. If by Rudyard Kipling. If you can keep your head when all about you are losing theirs and blaming it on you, if you can trust yourself when all men doubt you, but make allowance for their doubting too, if you can wait and not be tired by waiting or being lied about, don't deal in lies, or being hated, don't give way to hating, and yet don't look too good, nor talk too wise. If you can dream and not make dreams your master, if you can think and not make thoughts your aim, if you can meet with triumph and disaster and treat those two imposters just the same, if you can bear to hear the truth you've spoken, twisted by knaves to make a trap for fools, or watch the things you gave your life to broken and stoop and build them up with worn-out tools. If you can make one heap of all your winnings and risk it on one turn of pitch and toss and lose and start again at your beginnings, and never breathe a word about your loss. If you can force your heart and nerve and sinew to serve your turn long after they are gone, and so hold on when there is nothing in you except the will which says to them, hold on. If you can talk with crowds and keep your virtue, or walk with kings, nor lose the common touch. If neither foes nor loving friends can hurt you. If all men count with you, but none too much. If you can fill the unforgiving minute with 60 seconds worth of distance run. Yours is the earth and everything that's in it. And which is more, you'll be a man, my son. If by Rudyard Kipling, one of the most famous poems of all time, but really, it's a long time since most of us uh, read a lot of poetry. And with that, Fishby and I are out. The show, as I go to Florida, the show is going on vacation. The official start date, the officially when we come back, is Tuesday, January 14th. And I know that's awkward, but hell, we did work during, during Christmas week and this week, when most everyone else was taking it off. However, that seems like almost too long to take off. And my hunch is you've already subscribed to wherever your podcast joint is, but if you haven't, you should, because randomly I will probably do two or three just kind of ghost shows, just so we can stay sharp and 
I think we're dialing things in. And by the time we uh, come back Tuesday, January 14th, why Tuesday? No, that Monday is not a holiday. What kind of idiot would start a show on the 13th of a new decade? That's starting shit on the 13th. No fucking way. No fucking way. So as always, you know I love you. Especially with all the parties tonight. Uh, Be safe. If you can't be safe, at least be lucky. Adios, amigos. Until we talk again. Say goodnight, Fishbee.